Hello, welcome back to another episode of Journey to Azure. I am Gary Arnold. I am joined today by two of our guests. I have with me Jeff Palazzo and Alex Hughes. Welcome, gentlemen. How you doing, Gary? Doing good, doing good. This is an exciting episode. Not only uh, do we have two of our uh, premier cloud experts, uh, it's also our last episode, maybe, uh, of the series of Journey to Azure for ISVs. We've covered a lot of ground, a lot of the basics. We hope that your understanding of the cloud in general has increased uh, now that we're here. Last episode, we talked about the actual process of moving to the cloud. Um, and again, thank you, Alex, for that. And now we want to take it to the next level of you're in the cloud. Now what? Uh, now that we're here, what's going to happen? What to expect? What's uh, What role um, does your team have? What role would uh, a provider like Executech have? Um, how can you make it better? What is there to look forward to? Uh, these are all the questions we want to cover today. So let's jump right in and I'll, I'll spin it right over to Alex at the get-go. We, we left off last episode talking a little bit about preparing your team, uh, getting them excited and hyped for this change. Um, let's kind of continue on that thought and talk about how you, need, you can empower your teams now that you're in Azure. Yeah, that that's a I think that's a great place to start. And as I was mentioning at the end of the last episode, um, that's that's one of the benefits that comes from you know, this cloud adoption or moving to the cloud that maybe isn't as obvious to forecast or to put on on paper in a budget and be able to to draw a tangible line between its value and uh, and the actual dollars that it brings in. Um, but we've seen with a lot of our customers that. Once they start moving some of their workloads into the cloud, they realize, wow, there's so much more we could do, and we could, you know, upgrade our application to have it be, you know, faster in this way, or we could allow customers this new way of interacting with our application and, and really find opportunities to to make things better for their customers, which is obviously the, the best way to to get to, um, you know, to improve their application is to get that feedback from their customers and then continue to, to improve and, and get better and better. Um, so one of the things that that we see helps a lot with kind of fostering that innovation and empowering the, the company to, to find new ways to make their product better is with a tool like Azure DevOps. Um, Azure DevOps has a is a is kind of a full feature platform for a development company for an ISV that includes not only you know a place to store the code so it, it can handle Git repository or or TFPC um, so source control and so for the developers that are you know splitting off a branch and trying out a new feature or have been assigned to to work on a bug or a hotfix um, they can store that source control in Azure DevOps um, but it also ties together some or organizational or structural things. And so there's the Azure boards. And so whether the company is using like a, an agile or a, a scrum methodology for their software development lifecycle, Azure boards allows them to build out those, those work items and build out uh, sprints if, if that's how the company develops and allows them to plan and track and assign work to their developers. And so that everybody has a solid understanding of who's doing what, um, who has access to these different pieces of the code and uh, it allows them to kind of you know, really stay organized um, from a software development lifecycle standpoint. I was going to say that sounds very full featured. It, it's kind of a evolution of some other products that Microsoft has been working on for 
for years and years. And so it, it stems from the Visual Studio uh, world, but it is, it really is kind of that full featured, you know, lifecycle development organization tool. And what makes it special from some of the other ones is that it, because it's in Azure, because it's uh, integrated so well with, uh, with all of the things that we're deploying into Azure, it makes some of that deployment pipeline and uh, you know, building easier. And that's where we can kind of reduce the friction and allow that innovation to occur from writing code to organizing who's working on what, to testing code, building you know, artifacts and actually deploying that to the Azure environment. DevOps can do that whole process for us. Jeff, do you have anything to add? I know we've alluded to DevOps, I think in our early episode, anything you want to touch on there? So yeah, Gary, uh, it's uh, interesting. DevOps is separate from running production in Azure, right? One of the things that we notice is that there are some customers, some ISVs who uh, are running production in Azure, but managing their development still on premise. You know, there, there's actually uh, some efficiencies to be gained by having everything in Azure. So I, I kind of want to move on to one of our, our next points around we're in the cloud, uh, but I wanted to kind of step take a step back again into that process of moving to the cloud. Alex talked a lot about the landing zone, um, basically the setting up the environment before your data you know, inhabits it. I'm not using real tech terms here, so just bear with me, uh, the dumb non-tech guy here. But but talk to me a little bit more about uh, the importance, re-emphasizing the importance of the landing zone, and again, how that impacts things now that you're there and you know going forward. And Alex, I'll turn that to you first. Sure. So as excited as it, as excited as I am, and as exciting as a lot of our customers are to start innovating, and they they get these light bulbs go off and new ideas of how they could, uh, you know, move move everything into serverless and then move everything into uh, containers and spin up a Kubernetes cluster. Sometimes we we need to kind of prepare ourselves and make sure that we're not moving too fast or or biting off more than we can chew and, and getting ourselves into a, a problematic state. Um, and so, really setting up a what what Azure terms as a landing zone or uh, often is is referred to as kind of guardrails or you know that foundation, the uh, the foundation of your Azure environment is is so key to you know avoiding mistakes, avoiding ballooning cost, avoiding uh, you know reliability issues, and uh, I think that that's something that that Executech definitely prides itself on is is building you know that foundation for our customers, and then obviously you know continuing to partner and work with them as they as they expand and build and, and innovate. Um, but where we can really help is for companies that haven't had much experience in the cloud is setting up some of those uh, guardrails to, to prevent, uh, you know, mistakes or, or security vulnerabilities and, and things like that. So if you think about, you know, what, what a landing zone does as well, you, normally you're going to use infrastructure as code to establish a landing zone or at least portions of it. Um, okay. And I'd like to, when I think of landing zone, I think of landing zone kind of like um, a new development uh, that's being put into place in your city, your city or town. So the what has to be done first, well, all that infrastructure that, where you have to grade it, you have to grade the land, you have to put in the sewer system, you have to run electricity through it, you have to do all these things before you really start. And there's a way to do that up front, because you really can't do it later. 
it's kind of one of those things where everything's going to build on what you do in your in your foundation or or in your uh, landing zone, and it also prevents you from making mistakes or omissions because you've got all those basics taken care of, and you don't have to think about that. You only have to think about the exceptions to the environment versus everything that absolutely needs to be in it. Jack's got great analogies, so we'll use those all day. Cars, cities, you know, you name it. So one one thing that is you know becoming fairly popular and is really uh, you know on the minds of a lot of our of ISVs and, and of customers in general is finding a way to kind of structurally set up that foundation of their of their you know production environment in a way that's trackable and, and can see the changes over time and can make sure that that we're following. Um, you know, best practices when making changes. And so infrastructure as code is really one of those things that is, uh, you know, really popular and important and something that we're seeing a lot of customers come to us saying, I- I'd love to implement some sort of infrastructure as code. And the idea behind infrastructure as code is uh, specifically with these landing zones is, uh, you know, setting up the environment in a way that's reproducible and in a way that we can track and see exactly um, how the different pieces tie together and line up. And again, we're, we're avoiding the possibility of, of human error or of uh, you know, getting ourselves into trouble by kind of having a really solid process in order to make changes into our environment. So imagine, Gary, if you're putting to something, some kind of a solution together, it's one thing to have it be replicable, right? So, so you could have a consistent output uh, what's interesting here about infrastructure as code that I always think of that's really cool is that you can, the, the sequence at which you're building things and connecting them sometimes matters. So for instance, if you had to, if one part of your solution referenced a database, you got to build the database first, right? You have to turn that on before you turn on the next virtual machine, let's say. And and I'll go back to the city thing, right? So if you were to go ahead and build a a development, you don't want to first build a foundation of a house and then have to put in the sewer system under it or, you know, the plumbing under it, right? The sequence of events matters. It's not just getting the job done. Let's uh, let's pivot a little bit. Um, There's a couple other points uh, I think we want to hit on today, and that's that's about just the ongoing maintenance and management of your cloud uh, of Azure. Um, It is not a set and forget it thing. I don't know if anybody's expecting it to be, but it's certainly not. So what does it entail to do ongoing upkeep and uh, management of your cloud environment? So I think uh, part of that starts with, you know, some governance. And so the governance is often kind of simplified down to just who has access to what and where and when. Um, but it can be a lot more than that. Azure has some some functionality to um, Azure policy is one of them where we can definitively set some uh, guidelines or uh, restrictions on which types of resources can be created. Maybe it sets which regions they can be created in or uh, you know cost models, things like that. In addition to obviously which engineers can, can go ahead and push those new uh, functions to the cloud. Um, but uh, it also has options like Azure Blueprints, which is a way of essentially setting up a template. Um, so maybe a VM template that we could have available to our development or, or deployment engineers to be able to 
click a button and, and have all of the you know details already ironed out based on the uh, the environment and based on our, our requirements as a company. Um, and so governance really does allow us to um, you know prevent issues before they occur by by setting up some you know templates and setting up uh, ways for for engineers to to deploy without introducing complexity or problems into the environment. That kind of covers the governance side. Let's talk about the actual, and, and Jeff, real quick, do you have anything to add on the governance side? I, I'll give you a, a scenario that no ISV wants to be involved in. I, I worked uh, in my previous position at Ingram. I had a, a customer, an end user customer, who whose usage for a, a cloud provider, not Azure, went from 660000 a month, some odd, dollars to over $900,000 month to month. So a 50% increase and they had no governance in place, obviously. Uh, So they had no heads up. They had nobody tracking anything. So in the case that you don't have anyone tracking, uh, governance is even that much more important, but you should have both. You should have alerts set up. You should have insights as to what's going on and have uh, that governance in place. But anyways, I, I just want to tell you how bad it can get and maybe accentuate how important governance is. And then let's, let's you know, in the last this last section here, let's really dive into what specifically Executech does in terms of our management and maintenance and upkeep and watering and flowering and all the lovely things to keep your Azure garden beautiful. I don't know. I'm going with that analogy, guys. You guys are <laughs> laughing at me. But um, what what do we do? What does Executech do? We help you into the cloud. We've established that. We've talked about the process. Now that you're up and in there, what involvement do we have? What does that look like? What, what steps are taken? Yeah, I'll take that first. And so um, obviously ISVs, are they have software that they're they're trying to sell to their to their customers right and that's that's what they are needing to focus on because that's what's bringing in uh the income that's what's bringing in the revenue and uh something that executech can can bring to the table is kind of handling the the management or uh the plumbing of of the azure environment and so when you when you look at the cloud adoption framework that microsoft provides they they talk about management and and kind of categorize it into, you know, having visibility, first of all, into what's going on. So things like monitoring for service health, monitoring metrics, making sure that machines are performing well, um, having alerts set up. And so that if something goes above a threshold or below a threshold, we can have somebody uh, alerted to it and aware and so that we can fix a potential issue before it, um, you know, starts to to hit our bottom line. Um, The next piece is kind of, you know, operational compliance. And so that's things like making sure that our systems are patched, that we have uh, security baselines implemented, that we, um, you know, that our resource configuration is set up to be reliable and, and uh, consistent and, uh, you know, and we can anticipate what's going to happen and when and where and when. Um, and then finally, kind of the protecting and recovering pieces, which are um, the, the all important backup making sure that we have something in place in case everything goes wrong, you know, setting up disaster recovery or business continuity plans. And so that if there is an outage, if, a, if an entire data center, you know, goes offline, which is very unlikely, but if, you know, if we have a major catastrophic event or, you know, a data center slides into the ocean, 
um, we have something set up so that we have a contingency plan in, in case that happens. Um, so those are the types of things that, that kind of create that management baseline. And Executech is, is definitely here to, to help companies do exactly that. And so we, we have various different offerings um, that kind of include all of those pieces into one, uh, one package. And so we can provide, you know, the visibility and the monitoring for you. We can then send you reports, you know, monthly or, or however frequently you need uh, to see the information. Um, we can handle all of the patch management and setting up security, and we can even handle the backup and, and disaster recovery testing and planning. Um, we can do all of that and so that the ISVs can focus on what they bring to the table, which is their code, which is their application and their, their expertise in that uh, vertical. Well said. And when you work with Executech, you get to work with Alex. Yeah, no, that that's true. I, I I had the pleasure of working with you, which is which is always fun. He's the frontline guy. Uh, a couple things to add, if I can, Gary. Yeah. Um, first of all, we do have more than Alex. Just in case someone's concerned, <laughs> we have a single point of failure. We do have an entire crew uh, of engineers and architects to to help. So the, wanted to make sure that was apparent. True. Um, another thing is. We, uh, Alex was talking specifically for the most part about our managed Azure for ISV offer where we are taking care of, you know, the care and feeding of, of the solution because uh, for a couple of reasons. And let me tell you about the benefits to an ISV specifically. I think he did a great job of talking about what our deliverables are. Uh, some of those benefits if you have a production environment, it can't go down. This is your business. So disaster recovery, business continuity, I think the value there is probably obvious, which is why Alex didn't bring it up. Hey, we want to keep you running so you can keep selling your software and people can keep using it. Uh, second, I would talk to the, the fact that uh, financial piece of this. So if we look at the, especially, this is especially true of, startups or smaller ISVs, not those who have 10,000 employees. So the smaller ISV in particular might have great depth and uh, resources that no coding, right? They are just coding wizards, but they may not have a lot of experience in Azure. So if they have to develop that experience in Azure and also fund that, they're slowing down their development because they're going to have one or two less folks doing coding because they have to spend that money on an Azure engineer. Uh, so we're really looking at uh, maximizing the dollars that an ISV has to do to invest in what differentiates them from their competition. Um, this is plumbing. It, I mean, it's fancy plumbing. I, I, I get that. And it's sophisticated plumbing. But when it comes down to it, it's not really going to be the main differentiator for a customer that they're in the cloud. It, it, it's just not. You know, we can do things in the cloud that we couldn't do on-prem. Uh, there's a lot of benefits. But frankly, that's not, what, not what's going to sell their software for the most part. So I, I just wanted to add that there's, there's value. Is, you know, some of these benefits are, are financial. Uh, they allow customer to focus on their business, uh, and uh, they keep them running. Now, I also wanted to point out because you did ask what what Executech can do. 
obviously we we have some deep experience here uh somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of our entire uh, azure customer base are isvs and we get to see a lot of things we've got a lot of things figured out uh, I, i'd like to say that we can help our customers open up a new market and Gary, you and I spoke about this in a previous episode here, but I just didn't want to let this go without talking about it just momentarily. Azure Marketplace allows customers to put their offer up in the, the cloud and have it advertised and marketed by Microsoft. That includes Microsoft salespeople. So they can be looking to, how do I solve this issue? Oh, so-and-so has an app that does ABC. I'm going to get in touch with them and to take a look at them to solve my problem. So um, both end users could look at it and uh, salespeople can look at it. And, and really, there are other partners like us, Executech, there's about 70,000 of us. So they have, uh, they, you know, if they have a small sales force and you just added 70,000 sellers, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, it could be helpful. So I just wanted to make sure that we, we talk, touched on those points. Yeah, great points. And and I'm trying to remember if we, we've touched on it in past episodes, especially last one. I want to hit on it one last time also is the plumbing analogy is great, but it's not just, you know, you don't call us when things are broken with the cloud. Um, we don't want things to break. It's it's a, it's 100% preventative. And I think also just the plug is that we talked about the cost management and just performance management. Um, that's also what we're handling is making sure things run smoothly and that costs don't balloon beyond what uh, what you've expected, what you've benchmarked. Again, we talked about the guardrails and that's part of it. But our team will help you know keep you in that lane of where you want to be. So we're really looking at uh, you know upping our game here, Gary. There, there's a couple of things to look at. One is Yes, there's a there's some basic care and feeding. Two is that, that ability to keep you running. But we didn't talk about our consultative side, right? So what about, and you talked about this being a moving target, right? The, the cloud environment allows you the luxury to kind of try new things out, right? You, you do POCs of, a, of using a new, you know, moving moving from one platform to another. You can uh, use us to understand how you might change or, or, or add new functionality to your, your solution. How you scale it, uh, you might want to consult with us on that. So there's a lot of things that we can help with that are more consultative engagements than they are the ongoing care and feeding of, of the uh, infrastructure. We, we don't only want to be the plumbers. We also want to partner with you and, and uh, look for opportunities to optimize and, and uh, help you know move your application further along and, and provide new opportunities. And so um, just like what Jeff was saying, you know we love opportunities to come in and, and uh, say, you know recommend a, a new platform or a new solution or a new service. And part of the, the moving target nature of Azure is that it, it's so is moving so quickly but there are new functionalities and features being introduced um, you know, almost daily, maybe not that frequently, but, but definitely every week and month, there are, there are new updates and changes. And we are excited to bring those changes. And, and we're thinking in our minds when we hear those announcements, oh, I know of three customers that could use that today and, and find some benefit out of it. And so whether it's uh, you know, looking for ways to save money, looking for ways to improve performance, 
or even just you know automating and specializing in, in some of those platforms that they've committed to already. Um, we're we're happy to partner and and continue to improve um, the environment instead of just having it set up, you know, figuring out the basic plumbing and then walking away. We we want to be involved for for the long haul. Any any closing or last thoughts, Jeff or Alex, on on our journey to Azure? We've we've made it proverbially. If you started with us from the beginning, you you've 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 done it. You've made the journey to Azure. Any any closing or last thoughts? I thought I'd be exhausted by this point, but it's yeah. it's, it's an exciting thing for us. Uh, we guys like Alex who are uh, our architects uh, that, that work for Executech, we get excited. We get excited about looking at the possibilities of what we can do with ISVs in Azure. So uh, our engineers are the ones that are implementing, uh, doing the care and feeding, and they're, they've got a different perspective, right? They're all about execution and attention to detail, and making sure that everything's right and in place and uh, is being watched. The architects are the Picassos, right? The, the architects are looking at that blank slate going, how do we make this you know, something really special? So I'd say that you know the last thing I'd want to add is that we we're able to do both things because we have the kind of staff that's been uh, has the expertise and the training to to do that across the breadth of the team. Awesome. And on that note, we will close it out. Uh, thank you for joining us on this five-part journey to Azure for ISV series. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Alex. You guys have been awesome. Your expertise is bar none. Thank you. If you, uh, listener, have been curious about a specific aspect of the cloud or Azure for your business, please do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, as we've mentioned many times before, we are we, we seek to be a resource to help you on this journey to Azure. No matter what stage you're at, whether you are already in the cloud, uh, maybe you're already up there and you're just not seeing the benefits you expected, we, we're there. We can help you get to realize your wildest dreams in Azure, um, what you're really trying to get out of the cloud. But maybe you're, you're, you know, we've 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 talked about uh, countless scenarios, and and frankly, we have been around the block. We've we've seen a lot of different scenarios for ISVs that are not in the cloud, and for whatever reason, should or need to make the move. Uh, we can help you understand that and get to a point where you're ready to make that move. You can find us at executech.com slash Azure, or you can reach us at cloud at executech.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time.